podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Go on! Go on! Sometimes longer isn't better. So if you're looking for a fantasy NFL game that doesn't last all season, try Paddy Power Fantasy. Every game week is a season in itself. Try it for free on our super short, super free contest on this Sunday's 6pm games. The top 1,500 customers in the contest win a prize with £200 for first place. Search Paddy Power Fantasy to pick your team. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show presented by Paddy Power Fantasy. Good to have you with us this fine and sunny Friday. Tom Deacon at ESPN HQ will be checking in with him very shortly as we preview all the key weekend action, including his beloved San Francisco 49ers heading down to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Something has to give and what might well be the game of the season so far. So we'll deep dive into that, look back at Thanksgiving and get you set for all the key weekend action our fantasy league is back daily fantasy league you can play the six o'clock games on sunday it's free to enter gang cash prizes flying around i know a lot of you have got involved and won head on over to fantasy.paddypower.com forward slash league forward slash nat coom show fantasy.paddypower.com forward slash league forward slash nat coom show we're going to roll that out on our social channels as well at the nc show get involved have a bit of fun. I might even beat the OG this week. Speaking of which, we're dropping our daily fantasy pod tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. That drops. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us and you won't miss a trick. Right. Let's get straight down to business and welcome the terrific Tom Deacon. Tom Deacon, full of festive cheer. I know. I think just after Thanksgiving, it's uh, it's good to be thankful. I'm wearing a San Francisco 49ers Christmas-based jumper with a lights uh, flashing. With an LED system. It's yeah. Multi- Should I turn it off? It's quite annoying, isn't it? It's giving me a bit of a headache after yeah, last okay. night's Thanksgiving work we were doing. Yeah. Uh, we've had an interesting pre-show chat about, we covered <laughs> in a particular order, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. His possible gangster ties. <laughs> yeah, of course. Safe. Just, just kidding on that. Uh, Nas. Yeah, and safety deposit boxes and storage. Because <laughs> um, I was just thinking about teams and, and you know, storage mm. and essentially all of those things that you do when you talk about NFL. Mm. He's a team player, is good old Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah, and that's why I'm wearing the Niners top today. I love the Niners top. It is a thing of beauty. And if you want to go and check it out, we'll put some pictures on our social channels at the NC Show. And it might even appear on ESPN UK's YouTube channel as well. How about that's that? why I'm here now. Thank you for having me again. It is great to have you back, man. Enjoy <laughs> watching a bit of Thanksgiving with you last night. Yes. Um, Thanksgiving uh, football, that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, people enjoying Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> what a lovely that. image, just looking through the window, just watching other people enjoying themselves. Walking uh, up to tables and standing a little bit too close. Yeah. Have you finished with work, Turkey? You won't you know, finish all that. <laughs> uh, put yeah. it in the bag. Put it in the bag. But what a great way to start. Chicago Bears, uh, Detroit Lions. And, and you mm. were sort of, uh, you were adamant that the Bears were going to win that and they yeah. didn't get off to a flyer. So it was quite interesting to watch that with you and uh, and everything that was going on. Really. Yes, okay. I uh, almost walked myself into a big problem there. But luckily, Mitch came good. How about that? Is, is, this, is this the turning point for Trubisky, do you think? Mr. MVP Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't ask him to throw very long balls. He'll be fine. Yeah, short passes. And uh, you may man Anthony Miller. Uh, what a lights-out performance from him. Ooh, he... Uh, Definitely, Mitch owes him a bit of turkey. Yeah, exactly, and and um, and obviously, what I think everyone will notice, Bears fans, Eddie Pinheiro, hundred percent, one Eddie. field goal out of one field goal. That's good, and his extra points, he was three for three, so perfect, no Back problems. MVP Eddie, I like your hot take, Mitch for MVP. <laughs> it could happen. Uh, so the Bears get a win, of course. The Saints also, and they become the first team to clinch, lock mm. down uh, their playoff berth. But let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys because mm. they are the headline actor this morning, losing 26-15 to the Bills. So much talk before the game 
that Jerry Jones might be ready to pull the trigger and get rid of Jason Garrett finally after all these years. After the game, of course, speculation mounting and mounting and mounting. The dreaded vote of confidence from Jerry Jones. Uh, Jason Garrett is not going anywhere, but surely, Tom, unless he has some kind of remarkable turnaround, his days are, his days are numbered. Yeah, you would, you would think that, especially after that uh, Patriots game where Jerry Jones came out and, and basically said, the coaching is it was the problem we got the players yeah they're, they're all ready to go Zeke who yeah we need Zeke Zeke's back in the team um, J- Jerry it, it felt like that was the t- t- time that he put the pressure on J- Jason uh, Garrett to basically say win this yeah. otherwise you're in trouble and then when they lost to the Bills uh, and people are sort of saying the Bills are the legit now 9-3 yeah. they're a good team defense is, is rolling Josh Allen is yeah, made to look well. very strong against yeah. that Cowboys team Cowboys is had- that the thing Jerry Jones is most worried about that he made Josh Allen look like a, <laughs> I think a, he is serious <laughs> quarter- <laughs> could have taken him in the draft maybe got a pick but but Jason Garrett aka the clapper that seems to be what he does he just claps the team along loves doing that but in terms of coaching I, I don't know they've got all the talent there and I think Jerry Jones is right they've got the talent it doesn't seem to be clicking on maybe those plays there was a bit in the third quarter where they went for it um, I think at the time uh, I think it was 23-7 yeah. and you've got uh, Dak Prescott and the team rolling Gallup didn't manage to get the, the ball in the end zone to, to, to make the catch and at that point they still went for it on fourth mm. down didn't get it were those sort of the coaching mistakes that, that Jason Garrett makes where just get the field goal mm. take the three points you're still in the game um, but I wonder if it last week against the Patriots that was playing on his mind when he did take the chip shot field goal and everybody mm. said he should have gone for it on fourth down so it's understandable that his confidence is being dented at, at the moment interesting Jerry Jones of course who presides over the personnel there the players are all fine you know mm. so keeping himself uh, keeping himself and his powder dry but Jerry Jones is going to be an incredibly difficult owner to play under isn't he a lot of serious coaches are going to go there they're not going to go there unless they have personnel decisions someone like Belichick for example that type that level of coach so it limits the options really so what is Jerry Jones hoping for he's going to I mean if he doesn't believe in buying Jason Garrett what kind of character is he looking for well I, I, I who knows Jerry Jones is is what I'd say a difficult uh, GM to be to be under in terms of looking after. How would you deal with Jerry Jones? He's the owner. He's the coach. He's. I mean, after that game against the Bills, he was in the locker room. Apparently, there was yeah. lots of screaming, shouting going on. And yeah. I, I, I like the fact. I don't want to know what was said. That is a team that needs to to pull themselves up and deliver because the way that they've been playing is get to the end zone. It's like it's like queuing up at the, the supermarket. You've got all your shopping in the trolley. You're there. Let's cash in. Oh, I've forgotten my credit card. Oh, I've forgotten the card. That's what... I use my phone. Oh, I haven't set up. Oh. So the Cowboys are there. They've got all the talent not doing it. Mm. Is that Jason Garrett's uh, fault? Maybe, potentially. He's now rocked. Jerry Jones has said the coaching's up to scratch. They go out there against the Bills. They don't win. Mm. Jason Garrett, why is he still in the building? If mm. Jerry Jones is going to get rid of him at the end of the season, do it now. You've well, still got still a chance. The There's four games left. They're still in the hunt. They're still. I mean, this is they're in such an easy division, a straightforward division compared to the West, for example. That they're they're still improbably, despite not having beaten a team with a record over 500, they're still improbably in the playoff hunt. They could they could end up end up in the playoffs. And if he puts a little bit of a run together. I mean, this is a lot of Cowboys fans' worst nightmare, isn't it? That, that somehow they get to the championship game and don't get over the line, and Jason Garrett's got another year. Yeah, uh, I, I think personally, myself looking at it, Jay Jones said, "Cool time, cool time on Jason Garrett. End it now, six now. and six. End it now. Get someone in, or just Jerry. You've got the plans. You've got the blueprint. You know what you want." Tell the team. The only reason Jason Garrett's still in that building is because obviously the players still 
uh, respect and want to play for Jason Garrett. That's why maybe Jerry, maybe that's what that screaming and shouting was in the locker room. Who do you want in there? Do we want to get rid of? I imagine Jerry Jones was just shouting and Jason Garrett was there and he's just pointing at Jason going, do you want him still here? Shout, got him in front yeah, of the players. Do you want yeah. him still to be the head coach? And, and then, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Dak was like, you know, one more game. Um, we like him. Yeah. And I think if they get to the playoffs and they, they make it, I don't think that's a successful season. You, it is you've got to the playoffs but if Jason Garrett's not your man going forward then why have him still in the building now well he's got to be a championship game or bust isn't it Unai Emery on the market now <laughs> yeah I think it's just come at the right time that's why Jerry said immediately um, we're not firing him but then that's Unai Emery said uh, I'm now free I've got my box all packed from Arsenal I'm ready interesting Jerry, Jerry had no, if that had happened a little bit sooner maybe Jerry yeah. wouldn't have been as unequivocal there yeah you'd think that maybe Unai Emery could help the kicking game as well two field goals missed uh, maybe he could step in maybe <laughs> that's what it's all about <laughs> let's get to our weekend preview then Tom Deacon there yes, is please. only one game <laughs> yes please there's only one place we can start yeah the Rams Cardinals surely no nope. <laughs> oh I've got <laughs> no. this wrong Ravens 49 yes of yes of course the 9 and 2 Baltimore Ravens who despite not being the number one seed right now in the AFC are many people's number one in the power rankings in the AFC some people are saying number one in the NFL I'm sure you might beg to differ that 49 is 10 and 1 the venerable Earl Thomas, no less, has guaranteed a Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl spot. Wow. What are you making of that? That's big talk, isn't it? And uh, I hope he's can... a big man. So I... Yeah, I'm not going to argue with him. No face one. Face. <laughs> At this distance, I'm happy to say <laughs> I don't agree with him. Look down the barrel and say, oh, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Please don't tweet me. Um, watch you go listening. <laughs> yeah, and all the rest. And um, But yeah, uh, I think uh, this is obviously going to be a huge game. Um, two very physical teams going head to head. I'm worried as a Niners fan for what Lamar can do. Lamar Jackson is, uh, he causes constant danger. He, he makes defenses make mistakes. He is brutal. Uh, he runs angry. Mm. I'm worried whether the, the Niners can stop him. Uh, on a previous game against the Cardinals, Kyler Murray was running in for touchdowns a couple of times. So it's going to be a massive game. But if anyone can stop those Ravens who everyone loves in the power rankings, it's going to be that front seven, the Niners. I mean, when you, you hand out a whooping, to the Green Bay Packers and you make Aaron Rodgers look average mm. you know anything could happen in this game and that was um, a big old win uh, huge win but the Ravens are so dangerous and I think that's why people love them the running game of Lamar Jackson he's now been up uh, his rating's gone up on Madden he's the fastest ever player on Madden uh, he's gone over Michael Vick so therefore Lamar Jackson is the real deal if you look at this it's not and Lamar Jackson is a key part of that yeah. uh, of that offense will stop it of the running side of the offense but overall collectively they have uh, it's not even close how far ahead they are. There's 700 more yards on the ground than the 49ers who have the second uh, leading rushing attack. Over three times as many yards on the ground as the Miami Dolphins who mm. are at 32nd. And that, of course, just opens up all kinds of things. You've got to take, uh, load the box. It opens up the play action. He's hitting those passes now that last season he wasn't. They are the real deal offensively. But then the 49ers are the real deal defensively aren't they yeah. a p real playmaking D as well yeah that front seven really does um, does squash the quarterback makes them make mistakes uh, gets them even with Russell Wilson in that game that the only loss of the Niners um, mm. Russell Wilson e equally potentially MVP like Lamar Jackson he was able to evade a few uh, tackles and sacks here and there but wasn't firing on all cylinders that night Russell Wilson got enough to get that team across the line right but I think Lamar Jackson is so you don't know how to defend him if they've got two tight ends in the set you know they're going to be running the ball but is it going to be Lamar Jackson is it going to be Ingram he's been so dangerous right. uh, recently 
And then at that point, our safety is uh, Jimmy Ward, who, who hits hard. He's going to have to hit hard. You know, you need your cornerbacks to be making tackles because if the lanes open up for Lamar Jackson, he's going to he's going to run it into the to the end zone. And and that's why it's worrying because he can pass, he can run himself. He's he's a, he's a triple talented triple threat. Triple threat. Yeah, he's a triple. Th- what would your speed in Madden be? Uh, mine uh, currently with the ankles, you know, from, uh, oh, from our, ankle, yeah. our, uh, our five aside uh, matches. <laughs> I think I'm a strong <laughs> toe and ankle. Toe I don't want to. Yeah. Well, I just one injury is enough. You don't want to be that sick note. That guy, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, we're, all, we're all playing through pain. Uh, our five aside too. I think I'm a solid 68. Uh, well done, man. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. At the moment, with the injuries, it pushes up to 72 when I'm fully fit. Let's talk about the 49ers offense and the importance of George Kittle in mm. that offense. I just want a bit cocky there, George Kittle. Yeah, George yeah. Kittle. George Kittle. Here to the day, mate. Uh, leave it out. Uh, Kittle's running through, mate. That's how he t- George Kittle talks about it. He should do. Yeah. Um, Cockney Kittle. There's a video. He's such a key part of this uh, offense. The blocking he brings uh, on top of everything else as well. How he helps establish uh, the direction that Shanahan wants to take. He's such a fundamental player. Winning without him was important, I think, for the 49ers. Now having him back, irrespective of whether Matt Breida starts uh, on mm. Sunday or not, You've got Sanders, Debo Samuel stepping up as well. It's starting to come good, a really balanced offense, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about the, the Ravens. It's not just Lamar Jackson. The, the, overall, they're able to, to run the football. And when you run the football, you allow defenses don't know whether you're going to run the ball or throw it. it. You're asking them lots of questions, which they can't set up for. Um, with some teams that aren't good at running the football, you're like, okay, cool, they're going to be passing this, um, as we saw sometimes with Dak Prescott last night. Mm. The thing is with the Niners, when they begin to run that football, uh, with Mostart, who got a touchdown last week against the Packers, there's uh, Tevin Coleman. Brady has been injured, but Wilson has stepped in yeah. as well. Uh, Kyle Jusek's back. You've got George Kittle. When that, when you open up the talent that we have, um, yeah, it's clicking. Jimmy G looks fantastic as well. He doesn't look afraid to, to sit in the pocket and throw throw the dime straight to Kittle. But, but, but it has to run to get, it has to work. And I think the Niners sometimes have looked a bit shaky when they haven't got that run game going. So against the Ravens, how good is their, their run defense? We'll find out. We, we will know a lot more about how good this 49ers side is, I think, after this game because they're meeting the Ravens head on who are in white hot form. Outside of this game in the NFC, who you're most worried about in terms of the playoff race? Uh, I think um, I have to say that the the Seahawks uh, they're they're just behind the Niners. Um, if the Niners lose this one, and I don't care if we lose this, no more injuries. That's that's all because next game will be the Saints, and the Saints uh, have obviously clinched their place. But we're a game and a half away from mm. them, so therefore we need to get. If we don't win this one, stay healthy, beat the Saints, and then we're hopefully getting that home field advantage. But the Seahawks. Uh, if they get that win uh, against the Vikings this weekend, or I think it was on Monday morning, then uh, we've got that situation where they're going to be they're, they're breathing down our necks. That's the problem now. And I think Russell Wilson wins games for them. That Week 17 matchup, of course, yeah, could it, decide the division. Uh, and that's not what we want uh, as we go into Seattle for that. So who are we picking? I mean, you've got to pick the 49ers, right? I have to. Uh, by default, being a massive Niners fan, mm. uh, I can only see a win here because <laughs> the blinkers are on. I like your line earlier. I don't mind if we lose as long as we don't get any injuries. So 48 I, zip, you'll be okay. I'd rather take the loss, no injuries, and then just... The, the thing is, though, Nat, 
as a Niners fan, you're like, this is a huge game. Two physical sides. If we get loads of injuries and then we have to play the New Orleans Saints, say we get that win. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. But what about the playoff run? What yeah. about, so I'd be start saying, let's conserve the energy on this one. And that might seem a little bit confuddled, a little bit no, weird as a fan, but, but I'm like, I'd rather take the loss, keep a healthy team, Going to to the Saints and then and then smacking them in the mouth. This is yeah, smacking with George Kittle leading. <laughs> yeah. George, what's going and... on here? Oi, leave it out. This is great fun. Um, George Kittle, the Cockney, that's perfect. Guy Ritchie yeah. casting him and Gronk in a film. <laughs> <laughs> Gronk attempting an English accent. Yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic because he's not coming back to play for the uh, Patriots as much we, as they think he is. Um, I so, think but, so. but I, I think, I think, I think the Niners will get this win and I think it might come as a shock to some people. They're like, you're, you're betting against that, that the, the team in purple. But I think with that suffocating front defense from the Niners, if we can get an early score, Ravens don't, you know, look good when they're, when they're sort of chasing the game. Yes. Um, and, and obviously once they've got a lead, they run the football and then it's hard to stop. I like the theory. Uh, the points as well. I mean, heavy underdogs. The, yeah. the heaviest underdogs, the 10 and 1 underdogs in years, about 12 years or something crazy. It's mad. Uh, it's mad. I, I think the Ravens might nick it, but I would give the points with the 49ers. Mm. So it's tight, I think. It's certainly tighter than the line suggests. What do, what do fans say? Uh, let's look at the kickers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Tucker. <laughs> Justin Tucker. He's, he's the one of the best in the business. Best in the business. And, and we've got uh, potentially Robbie Gould coming back from injury. If we've got that, that's two solid kickers going head to head. However, if we've got our, our rookie, um, I'd give it just on that, that if it comes down to a field goal, mm. Tucker will win it. What the Niners need to do is condition themselves ready. I don't care. I don't want any tackling. I just want running. Can you run for <laughs> no four tackling. quarters trying to chase down Lamar Jackson? Because yeah. he is, he is unreal. Form a line, maybe? Yeah, just, <laughs> just stop him. Just put all the players in front of him. But condition. So don't, that's what I want the Niners to do, to be able to run for those four quarters and yeah. chase, uh, Jets, cause he doesn't stop. He doesn't, he doesn't slide as a quarterback. He just, I've got one destination and that's, that's a touchdown. He runs hard. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm picking the, I'm sorry, but that's I'm fine, picking mate. the Ravens, but I think it'll be close. What about Monday night football? Vikings heading to Seattle. Uh, it's a key showdown for all kinds of reasons, right? Cause the Vikings are now looking very seriously at winning the North, which, mm-hmm. you know, given the run they've been, I think they've wore five out of six. I think they won six out of seven. In fact, the Vikings and what uh, a comeback against those Broncos, eh? That was, was such a key game. I think because we were talking about this last night that at halftime, there'd been some altercation. We were doing the radio show and I could see Mike Zimmer kicking off for the officials. And we were trying to find out why it was whilst doing a live broadcast and 10 other games going on. And we couldn't hear the commentary. Mm. So I hopped onto Twitter to look up Zimmer, officials, Zimmer Vikings, different variables to see if there'd been, you know, to see what exactly had happened there. And Twitter was full of <laughs> most abrasive vitriol for Kirk Cousins in particular. Zimmer was getting uh, quite a few pelters as well. <coughs> Sorry, Has. Zimmer was getting quite a few pelters as well. And it was the end of the world as far as Vikings fans were concerned get fire everybody yeah and then an hour and a half later we're going to the Super Bowl uh, but I, I think it was a fundamental game and I think you know I've been going on and on and you will take the mickey about Kirk Cousins the Vikings being really underrated mm. this could be a really key game because it's another primetime game he can't win in primetime where he says if he can get a road win here and the Vikings can take control or at least put themselves in the box seat for the NFC North, I think they could go on. I'm looking at their schedule as well, could go on and possibly break into 
possibly break into a top two seeded spot. Yeah. I mean, it, the Vikings, we did them a favour. When I say we, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, I was just, just a Niners team. Officially clear. Yeah. Can, can, can everyone just, because a lot of people have been tweeting me saying, Tom, how involved are you with the Niners? Ian Rappaport reported that. Yeah. And Adam Schefter uh, have both been on the phone to me. Uh, can we just confirm? And I said, I'm not giving a statement. Um, the Vikings, obviously, the Niners beat the Packers. That helps them out. What the Niners need is the Vikings to, to step up and beat these Seattle Seahawks who are breathing. They can feel their breath on the neck uh, for, for Niners fans. Um, but also for, uh, from a Vikings point, the, Cousins gets called out, um, you know, and then he delivers. Mm. And then Stefan Diggs is not getting the football. He's yep. now suddenly looking good. And, and this is without Adam Thielen, yeah. who hasn't been playing. A hamstring, and he's probably not going to play in this one. Which, which is like, hey, cool. Get the job done without him. He can come back healthy as soon as possible. And Dalvin Cook, when he runs that football, Kirk Cousins doesn't have to do too much. Sure. Don't don't give Cousins too much to have to do. But I think that that game against the Broncos really showed the Vikings to be a team that can win uh, somehow. Whether you know uh, clawing their their W out of game, and that I think gives them all the confidence to to go into this one against the Seahawks, who are not an easy team to play at Century uh, Link. But I feel like the Vikings now know that we can win even when we don't look like we're going to win. Yeah. That, that, that galvanizes the team, the culture right. within them. Six sacks, uh, the uh, Seahawks allowed against Philly, which is a, it's a strong D, you know, mm. but uh, Russell Wilson getting banged up there, still ground out the win, you know, impressive. And they had a decent game on the ground as well. Uh, Rashad Penny had a, a career best, I think, and so yeah. they got that double. Well, that tag team, uh, you know, the tandem at running back. And obviously Chris Wilson, Carson. Carson in the mix as well. But it's a decent run D for Minnesota. So I think that could be quite a crucial thing. I could see them, if not completely smothering, then certainly slowing that side of it down. Mm. And I think you're looking at an altogether different. You think about how much the Seahawks ran last season, more balanced this year, but it absolutely relies on that chiming for them to be in in fifth gear. And I think if the Vikings can close that down to a significant degree, I can see them winning the game. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I mean, you've still got DK Metcalf. It's a little bit questionable mm-hmm. whether he's a little bit banged up. So is uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, but they won that game against the, the Eagles by running the football. Uh, yeah. Sharp. I think it was over 120 yards he, yeah. he got in that game. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I think 48 yards. So you're saying mm-hmm. really there, the, the imbalance of who's who's... Russell Wilson throwing that football too but they're getting the, the the wins when they need to and if this game comes down to a fourth quarter game as as many people know Russell mm. Wilson that's where he shines mm. um, but you can't rely too much on him you, you need to protect him to, to stay on that field throughout the game but it's the front D getting to Cousins which I I, I think it's just going to be a, not a high scoring game mm. a close one Um I feel like the Seahawks are going to are going to pip the Vikings on this You're taking, I'm taking the Vikings for the road win Really? Yes, I am. Well, I, I, and again, we're going to hear the clang. Uh, I was there when the Ravens beat the Seahawks at CenturyLink this season. Yeah. And, um, it's a noisy place. It's actually the most expensive game. If you want to buy a ticket right now, I'm not suggesting you do. Uh, it's $180 cheapest ticket. Is it? It's that most expensive game of the week. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Vikings are going to sh- struggle on the road and, uh, I'm going to back the Seahawks. All right. I we- don't want to. I want that to be very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely clear, loud and clear. And Adam Sheff is reporting that you don't want to as well. So that, yeah, <laughs> that's locked in. Uh, okay, Patriots, Texans looks interesting as well. In Houston, of course. Uh, the Patriots winning ugly in difficult conditions against the Cowboys last week, holding that Dallas offense that went in there into Foxborough as the number one offense in the NFL. 
to nine points and really as we were talking about the top of the show fueling all the speculation that uh, Jerry Jones might be moving on from Jason Garrett Patriots D getting it done once again and this is of course the concern for Patriots fans at the moment other than the team hasn't been tested a huge amount this season because of their schedule that defensively they are going to hold teams with weapons like the Cowboys to a limited productivity when they're on song but conversely they're still not fluent offensively I guess what they're looking at and we talked about this earlier on in the week on the show in Keel Harry who got a touchdown last week starting to become productive Mosano as a vet will get week after week after week stronger uh, and more familiar with that offensive course and Brady will start to trust him more yeah, as I think well. he's on chapter 4 of the offense is the he, playbook is he yeah. speed that up a little bit yeah it's it's a chapter a week he, he needs to read faster it's not easy for him he's maybe, got to learn the plays and he got the injured book that <laughs> download an audio book that's what they should do for the future it should be the playbook yeah. uh, well where's the playbook it's all on this file <laughs> go and listen <laughs> and that's why the players have so many headphones <laughs> that's why it is we would just be injected into their brain in route, post, route, skinny, 42. <laughs> Do you think in the future, in like 100 years, that's what will happen? You're just going to chip put it yeah. into your neck and you just know all the plays. Uh, everyone's going to be wearing glasses. We're going to have some sort of VR on them. Uh, and and then you're gonna, it's basically like the Avengers film um, uh, with uh, your main man, Iron Man, who's just going to be there, able to look with his glasses at things. <laughs> nice. And it's going to be... Play- um, yeah, the New England Patriots, without an offense, uh, people suggest that they're weak in some way. I think they're just beginning to get better that mm. running game with uh, Michelle uh, and, and you've got James White as well they're beginning to get better the, the, the wide receivers that Tom Brady hasn't been confident with the, the longer the season goes on and they don't have to worry about the games they've been losing they'll get that chemistry and people have even said that Tom Brady this isn't the Tom Brady of old uh, he, when's he going to come back to form he may never this this is where he's at but he's still winning games and well, that's why they're so dangerous that annoys me yeah, so many parallels with <laughs> different sports and, and you know and you love your football as well players getting to a certain age and just refining and adapting the, the way that they play and mm. I, that to a strong degree is where Brady's at he he might not be as productive ever again but if he is and he's there's like what maybe a handful of quarterbacks you would put on a par with him in terms of obviously experience with football brain as well and the speed and the fact that he can just take one step to the left or right yeah and affect so much of what is going on around him he doesn't necessarily need to be that productive if the defense is playing this well and people are hyping up well Brady I think there's that where I saw the other day was he's had less than 300 passing yards for five straight games now yeah doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're ten and one. <laughs> you, you're looking at stats on on a player and go, well, he hasn't at this stage last season. He had three thousand plus yards uh, passing. He hasn't managed that this year. It doesn't matter. They're still winning, and that's that's the sign of a player that doesn't need to to carry the team. Brady is just facilitating, protecting the football. Yeah. Allowing the the page, I think he's only had five interceptions. He's just protecting mm. the football, letting letting the, the the defense win the game when he's called upon. Um, in certain games and maybe we will have to with this Houston Texans who are a dominant offensive team with, with Watson he'll have to step up that's the moment when I think the good old Brady will, will shine will Houston put points up though against this secondary Stephon Gilmore incidentally missed practice I think on Wednesday with illness but uh, they will hope he's good to go that matchup against Hopkins is going to be fascinating mm-hmm. if they can keep Hopkins Will Fuller in check as well yes to Sean Watson much like Russell Wilson we were talking about earlier is one of those players that irrespective of the coverage that he's up against can think and dive and twist and turn and keep things alive but he's if the secretary holds up 
as it has done for most of the season, I can't see Houston getting much going here. No. Uh, but, uh, by the way, I've got an inside report on uh, Stefan Gilmore. It's because he owns uh, Amari Cooper's soul now. Uh, he's taken the week off after that performance. <laughs> do, we, do, do we need to double team uh, Cooper? Well, we might do. No, we've got Stefan Gilmore. Stephen Gilmore. <laughs> he's just taken a week of partying, just relaxing. He, what, he had one more catch than Amari Cooper. <laughs> Come on. I bet he whispered that as he ran off. Come on, catches you, boy. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. I, I think the only way to, to play the New England Patriots at the moment is to run that football. You've got Carlos Hyde there, who's yeah. coming up to a almost a thousand yards um you got duke johnson as well yeah. you know uh offensive for catching the football and running with it as well uh watson have to play clever uh, play cleverly with this he plays inside the pocket outside the pocket you're right the defense is gonna gonna hold up for the for the um the patriots however you know uh, I, I look at this and i think this the, the the Texans are going to score points. It's just whether they can protect and, and it, it's, it balances yeah, that itself line out. as well, of course, which seems to be going back to the bad old Texans line, letting, you know, Watson's just taking sacks again and again after, you know, seemingly rehabilitated a few, a few weeks back, regressing mm. again. I'm picking the Pats for the road win. I, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to pick the Texans what? on this. Just, just to be different. Um, I like the fact that Bill O'Brien, obviously, before was the offensive coordinator of the yeah, Patriots and a quarterbacks coach as well. I think he's going to get inside Brady's head, um, and uh, we all know the Patriots are going to win. But I'm I'm rooting for the Texans on this. I'm rooting for them. You want the Texans to win? Back to the audio book, the Patriots uh, audio book. <laughs> Who would read it? Would it be Brady? Would it be McDaniel's? Would it, would they get Gronk in to do it? Um, I think it'll be a mixture of former players who mm. didn't get a new contract because they were too expensive. <laughs> so there's a slight bitterness at the end of every sentence they've got. Chapter five, Randy Moss. <laughs> um, but, I, but I do love the fact that the Patriots, Belichick, saw this quote from him. We're not collecting talent. We're building a team. It's, a, it's an amazing line where even though you think, well, who is their offensive weapon in this? Julian Edelman's banged up. Mm. They're a team and they will grind out this result. Yeah. I'm not going back on it though. I want the Texans to win and I'm, I'm all for them. If they run that football, they'll get the win. A stunning stat, loads and stats, stunning bit of, uh, data, data? What's the word? <laughs> there was some information from last Algorithm. Game. What algorithm? <laughs> they had four starting receivers suited up last season, uh, last week rather, because Dorsett was banged up as well. Yeah. One of the four was Matthew Slater. I mean, that's how. Wow. In they were last week, and they still got the win. Yeah, and probably that's why Tom Brady's not throwing the football. He's holding on to right. it, and he's just like, do you know what? I'm just, yeah, I'm going to throw this to. away. Nothing's don't open. Okay, I like the Raiders-Chiefs matchup. I think that's interesting. Everybody is saying the Chiefs are going to blow them away. It's in Arrowhead, of course, yeah. and the Raiders were blown away themselves by the Jets last week, which was one of the most disappointing performances, I think, of the season, given... They turned the corner of this Raiders team. They were suddenly in the mix. Maybe they could catch the Chiefs for the West. If not, they look like they could get a wild card. They get absolutely shellacked by the Jets. <laughs> and they dropped to six and five. And Gruden just looked broken, so fed up afterwards. And now they've got to go to Arrowhead, where the Chiefs can put the West to bed, I think. I think the Chiefs will win this, Tom. Mm. But I think it's going to be closer than some people are suggesting. Guess what, Nat? Tell me. <laughs> Throwing my name out there. <laughs> Tom. Uh, um, did you use the phrase shellac? I did. As in, like... Nails. I've yeah. heard that shellacking. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've heard many George women Kittle, say, George I'm just going to get, <laughs> just going to get my nail shellacked. Shellacked. Uh, the Raiders, uh, have nothing to be thankful, uh, for Thanksgiving. Ooh, because I see what you did. The Bills didn't help them out and the Bears winning means 
I think they've got the first round pick from the from the Bears. The Bears continue to win. The Ra- the Raiders have nothing to be grateful about. Their confidence is not. They go to the Arrowhead. Mm. Uh, Derek Carr is zero and five at the Arrowhead. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid to say he's also not as good in bad weather. Who is though to be to be going? Get, get yourself a North Face on. Uh, Who is? That's a I'm gonna, that's a column right here for me next day. <laughs> Who plays well in players. bad weather? Bad weather players. Uh, and Andy Reid is seventeen and three coming off a bye week. I mean, this is the bye week, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is game, set, and match. I can't see the Chiefs not winning this quite convincingly. And the fact mm. that Derek Carr, I mean, it, everyone's confidence is down. If I could lip read, um, I might learn that as a skill to see John Gruden's, <laughs> to, to what he said during that game against the Jets. Yeah. Um, the only way they possibly can can hurt the Chiefs Glennon is... Glennon came in, didn't he? Yeah, Mike Glennon came in, fumbled on his first chance. And John Gruden's like, oh my... <laughs> the lip reading... Glennon. on. <laughs> but... Uh, Jacobs uh, running this this is obviously a repeat of uh, week two uh, where the Chiefs won again Jacobs is the only way that the, yeah. the, the Raiders are going to hurt this Chiefs team absolutely they're ranked 28th uh, against the run the Chiefs you can run on the Chiefs and I know that Jacobs got neutralised by <laughs> that's very painful by the Jets <laughs> last week he was walking funny he was <laughs> the Jets closed him down but that is a really really strong run D that is what was expected if the Jets were able to do that it's no surprise they went on to dominate the game. I'm not sure the Chiefs can contain him, and I think it gives them a puncher's chance. Like, I think the Chiefs win the game, but I just don't think they win by double digits. Okay, so what you're, you're so when I said, is, I, I said these bitter rivals, it's a must-win game for the Raiders and for the, the Chiefs, uh, but but I was too, you, you think I was too in the Chiefs camp there. I so think, I'll, I'll even up a little bit. Hmm. I think the Chiefs really need to, to lift their run game and not put it all on Mahomes' back. Mm. But guess what? Mahomes is going to light it up <laughs> at the end of this game that 8-4 and four will be the Kansas City Chiefs. They get the W. Okay, where are we going to go next? Um, well, how about I go with this question for you, Nat? Normally you ask the questions. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the Seahawks are the most expensive ticket if you want to go and watch that game yep. against the Vikings. Who's the cheapest game of the week? The Go on, Nat. cheapest game of the weekend. Okay, there have got to be, there have got to be some contenders here. So I don't think it is going to be. Hang on, let me have a look. Is it? And what I like is everyone listening right now has got time to think about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's deliberate. It's all deliberate. I reckon it is the Jets of the Bengals. Correct. Yeah. A massive nine dollars, which is probably the cost of the beer. <laughs> Nine dollars. Nine dollars. Think about it, because Jets fans, because it's New York, you know, spread around over the country. It's in Cincy, so it's not too far. You're going, you're going east. You're like getting a flight eastwards. I don't think people order a flight like that. I'm going eastwards. <laughs> Which way are you going? We can, we'll go, we can stop at Cincy. Okay, I'll go there. Okay. Zero and 11, the Bengals. And, cool. and what I like about this game, mm. uh, in the Paul Brown Stadium is Andy Dalton is back, came into the press conference, a little smile on his face and said, I'm back. And Zach Taylor, I, the, hey, the experiment, uh, to go with, uh, Ryan Finley, um, he, he can't, his, his job's on the line. You've got, this is yeah. the worst start ever for the Bengals in their history. I think his job is on the line, because everyone was saying, well, look, the Bengals are rubbish, it's his first season, he's one of these highly touted young gun coaches, he'll be fine. Mm. If they go, certainly 0-16, if they go 1-15, it's a very real chance he doesn't, doesn't, Keep the come yeah. back. Yeah. It was uh, was it Wilkes at the Cardinals last uh, last year? Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Steve Wilkes, who is now uh, at um, Cleveland. Is he Cleveland? He's on a defensive side of things. It, it, for me, looking 
at Zach Taylor. This, I think it's going to be a one and done. I, I, I really do at the moment. They're, they're talking about AJ Green may return for this game. No chance. Um, although, um, uh, I think he'll come back at some point so that the Bengals can say, he's still fit. He's, he's still the, one of the top five wide receivers in the league. Yeah. And then trade him. him and then deal him. Yeah. And exactly. then deal him. I, I, I just, um, I, I like the fact that the Jets are beginning to, to roll. Uh, we all questioned Joe Douglas, the GM, and when it was the trade deadline and who he didn't want in the team. But it just beat the Raiders very convincingly. Sam Darnold looks back yeah. to that sort of form. Ever since they gave Adam Gase the gig for next year, they said, yeah, no, we're not getting rid of him. They suddenly all played fine. And I think we can all learn that from whatever job you work in. Just tank a little bit. Not too much, just nice. a little bit. Yeah. And then say, I want a new contract. Nice. And if you get dealt it, then go back to your full potential. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Hey, here's a good game with respect to Jets, Bengals, Titans, Colts, because the South is looking really, really interesting. The Titans smashed the Jags last week mm. and such a complete performance there. Tannehill has been a revelation since he's gone in as starter. Uh, Derek Henry, uh, who has got a dinged hamstring, apparently. So keep an eye on his. Uh, on <laughs> when his. you say dinged hamstring, <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what, just, it's just not a medical term. It's like a granddad. A Someone's just term. run up, need him and gone granddad <laughs> and walked away and he's still getting repercussions. I think it was an L5 inside game on Tuesday that happened. <laughs> Henry pinged his hammy. Yeah, he's playing for the other team. He's leading the NFL in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns since week nine. They are suddenly the Titans, I think, maybe the favourite for the division. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Mike Vrabel made the best decision that a coach can. You've got to say, we're not winning, we're not playing well, the offense stinks. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any Titans fan would disagree with me on that. I need to change the quarterback here. And out goes Mariota. Tannehill comes in. Uh, what knee injury? That's what people are saying. What right, knee injury? Right. Uh, Adam, he's running the football. They're 4-1 with him under the helm. And like you say, Henry, uh, last two games, over 150 yards running the football. Um, if, they, if they can continue to let Henry run the football, um, they're, they're a dangerous team. I, I, I wouldn't go against them. And defensively, they, they, they shut out the Jags yeah. in, in that game as well. So together. Uh also going into this one, no Marlon Mack again for the Colts. T.Y., who has been banged up a fair bit this season, limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, I think he's going to be out. Personally. Is, is he, yeah, and Jacoby Brissett, uh, who of course has had injury issues himself, has really regressed in recent weeks. Having been, you remember, on the long list anyway for the MVP chat for, for mm. quite a few weeks. He's had one uh, passing touchdown or less, so basically no or one per game in four straight games now. And he had 14 in his first six. So things go in the wrong direction for the Colts. Yeah, I think what happened, Brian Hoyer came in and... Um yeah, stunk things out a little bit. Uh, I don't know if that's technically true. He did, but he did all right. He did. He, do he you did know what Brian Hoy? He did what Brian Hoy was going to do as a career backup. Yeah, I mean Frank Reich is very much missed at the Eagles right Big now, time. and he is able to get this team rolling. However, uh, Brissett, exactly like you said, um, he hasn't got over 150 yards passing in the last three games he's played. That's not the level when you need to move those chains. Mm. Eric Ebron's out now. Mm. The, he's on injured reserve. Uh, Funchess is out. I mean. The, who do they go to? Um, only Jonathan Williams is the exciting player uh, for them right now. Mm. Um, the offensive line is helping that run game, but against the Titans, if they can stop the run, mm-hmm. I, I, you'd say uh, either J- Jacoby Brissett finds some form again, otherwise they're, they're staring down the barrel of another loss. Taking the Titans? Uh, I would take the Titans on this um, because... I also know for a fact they've got two kickers in their squad now. What? Yeah, they've got two kickers, which I thought was really interesting. They've got Ryan Suckup, uh, suck uh, obviously, uh, coach's favourite. And, uh, <laughs> 
then you've got a new guy that's coming, uh, Ryan uh, Santoso, who's in the squad as well. So I don't know what his in role is. It's 53-man roster. Is, is he a place kicker then? Must be. He's going to have to is come he in. So he's got two kickers. Two kickers in that team. Titans, when you have got 52 players and a kicker yeah. and you're getting another win... <laughs> So essentially, what, no, let me correct that. That's 51 players yeah. and two kickers. And two kickers, yeah. And they're beating, uh, the Colts this weekend. Do you think he's going to keep adding kickers, uh, <laughs> to prove a point? <laughs> <laughs> By the Super Bowl, they have nine, nine kickers. Everyone's like, surely they can't win. <laughs> Mike, no more kickers, okay? And Mike Vray was like, give me one more. <laughs> one more. <laughs> Get me Dan Bailey's number. Um, deal. Deal. <laughs> the draft next year. Yeah. The draft, the Titans draft meeting. Let's just have a rethink about this board for a minute. <laughs> Raybor releases a board with six kickers on. Yeah. All uh, right. One to six. All right. I agree. Let's take one off. <laughs> um, this game, $24, uh, cheapest Ooh, ticket. Okay. And I'd say that is the best game for value for money. That is definitely 24 bucks. I don't know why I've added this feature I to, like to your show. Every time, every time you come, you should. Um, Brown Steelers. Tasty, of course, because uh, it was the game or the matchup a few weeks ago when it all kicked off and uh, Miles Garrett uh, did what he did and suspended for the season now. Uh, Marcus Pouncey won't play in this game because he was suspended uh, for a short period of time for his involvement in uh, that uh, that fight. No one's uh, talking about it though, Nat. That's no, the interesting so, thing. No one in the facility or building is talking about what happened. Move on. And the rumor that was going around that if you were going to wear a Miles Garrett top, yes, who to the because it's at Heinz Field, <laughs> to Heinz Field, uh, you would be banned. That yeah. is officially not true. Uh, however, it sets that precedent. No one wants to talk about it. They just want to leave it on the field. The, the football matters. Um, Do you see what the Browns fans were doing with the some Browns fans were doing with the pinatas? Oh, yes, what was it? They were, they were, sm- well, I know what a piñata is. Yeah. So yeah, they were hitting the piñata. And the piñata was either Miles Garrett or Sam Darnold, uh, or uh, Mason Rudolph. Got you. Wow. Against, it was against the, it was against the Jets. So why would it, why would it be Sam Darnold? <laughs> Sorry, Sam Darnold. Uh, but I don't know whether they were going as far as to have the piñata built as Mason Rudolph. Wow. And smacking it, which would be very, very yeah. low blow. Or whether they were sending up, I mean, I don't really think you should be, Joking about a, no. one of your players smacking another player around the head with a helmet, but I mean, uh, it, it, a it, lot of uh, friskiness which will roll into this weekend. Uh, 100%. To say that they're not going to talk about it, that's fine. Uh, it's all about business as usual. However, I mean, Mason Rudolph is out of the game, right. and, he, and he's not out of the game because of that altercation and, and, and when See, it went I off. wonder, I want, I, mean, I take your point, not directly, but I think indirectly he might well have been. He's a young player. It really affected him. Garrett in his defense, when he was appealing, I should say, came out and said that a racial slur had been thrown yeah. by Rudolph to him, which Rudolph completely denied. And there's no, that hasn't been substantiated. The amount of attention this has got. He's a young player. I don't know whether Tomlin looked at it and thought, okay, he's not playing well either, but I'm going to take him, pull him out of last week's game because we've got this game mm. next weekend. The Browns coming back and he's going to be, you would hate to think he'd be a marked man. Yeah. The Browns, you know, it's not like Greg Williams is uh, is running the show anymore in that respect. But you would understand why a, a coach with experience of Mike Tomlin has taken out his young quarterback for reasons other than just performance. Maybe. I mean, th- that whole thing where Miles Garrett, I think it was a sack and just laid on top a full weight yeah. on, on uh, Rudolph. What was said, what wasn't said, what happened should never have happened. Yeah. And it's, it's escalated. And I think you're right. I think Mike Tomlin is, is a very... 
strong coach. He makes decisions when he has to. In that game against the Bengals, who looking like they might get their first win of the season, he said, Rudolph's not, not doing this. There was four mm. interceptions against uh, the Browns in the previous meeting. I think he's going with the duck. The duck yep. is fearless. He wasn't involved in that. And I think there can be no repercussions of the Browns um, trying to take that extra sack or, or injuring any players. In. Not that I'm saying there would be retaliation, but mm. you think there might be still a chip on people's shoulders from that game. People like that. Steelers fans seem to like Devlin Hodges. He came in and threw uh, a bomb last week and or certainly... Washington helped him. It was a 40-yard pass, and then the yards after the carry made it, I think, about 70. So impressive and explosive touchdown there. Which and your doppelganger as well. Let's not forget that. <laughs> what did you think about that? Tweet about it. I loved it. Yeah. I love, particularly love the flattering photo you used of me, uh, which I think that's that I'm going to use in my headshot. <laughs> Listen, when you click on images, there's a whole roster that comes up. I went with the one that most looked like <laughs> Delvin Hodges. Uh, that's what happened. Um, I, th- I think... It, it, it's strong coaching mm. for Mike Tomlin to say, look, Mason is not getting the job done mm. right now. Uh, has it completely shot his confidence? Maybe, yeah. but it doesn't matter. The, the Steelers are six and five. Cleveland Browns are five and six. The Steelers need to make sure they've got that edge on um, on the Browns. They need to get a win. And they've got no Juju Smith-Schuster. Or James Connor maybe as well. I mean, I think, and the Browns are on that point. And we've talked about it a, a fair bit on the show that the ease of their running, the, mm. the Ravens is the toughest gig they've got, but they've got the Bengals a couple of times, Miami, uh, well, obviously they had Miami last week, five and six, nine, 10 and six will almost certainly get a wild card, nine and seven probably will. I think the Browns go to Pittsburgh with those injuries, win the game, and I think they could be rolling to a nine and seven record and maybe a playoff berth. Wow. So the, both teams, the Browns and, and the Steelers would be six and six. Um, I'd agree with you on the fact that Chubb, uh, is running the football. Kareem Hunt's getting back in the yep. mix. Um, they've got, oh, yeah, got his first touchdown since the week two, I think. Yeah. Since he was at the Giants. Uh, no, I know, I know that's not true, but, but it feels like <laughs> that way. Much. It feels <laughs> that way. Um, and Landry as well. Um, yeah. Olivier Vernon might be back. Um, I, I agree. I think you look at the weapons that the Browns have. I think they're going to edge this game, um, even with Fitzpatrick and, and Watt and the other defenders on that, that Steelers team. I think the Steelers are, are going to lose this one, but, but um, I think it's going to be a tasty match because Lively we're all remembering the, the previous encounter. Right, we've got to wrap through the others. Packers-Giants in New York. Any chance that the Giants get the upset hit? Saquon Barkley really underperforming the season. It hasn't had over 100 rushing yards since week two. Danny Dimes just coughing up the ball left, right and center after his promising start. Golden Tate, one of the bright sparks there. Concussion could be out of the game as well. Surely this is the Packers all over, right? I'm afraid so. And after the Green Bay Packers uh, were um, dished up a a, um, a bowl of humble pie yeah. um, by the Niners, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers will come straight back to form there. Uh, yeah, Darius the Smith, time to play him, right? the sack monster. I'm afraid Danny Dimes is, is going to, they're going to be picking up Dimes, uh, off the floor <laughs> on several occasions during this match. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Green Bay, I, I can't see any other result. Uh, Eagles Dolphins in Miami. Uh, the Eagles double digit favorites uh, for this one, despite their loss against the Seahawks and, uh, the fact that, uh, offense just isn't working at all. Carson Wentz looks a, a shadow of the, the player. He was before the injury in that Super Bowl uh, season. He is due a strong game. It's a nice matchup for him, of course, with a weak Miami defense, despite what they're trying to do and battling games with Fitz and Co. offensively. 
surely the Eagles get the road win and go to six and six. Yeah, and, and what they won't need Wentz to do is to throw the football that much, and they'll get the win. Uh, just run it is the way forward. You have got Sanders, Jay Jay's back. Jay Jay is nice back. to yeah, see. Great in, to see. In that last game, uh, we we thought that maybe back it. to Miami, right? Yeah, uh, which uh, which will be a lovely little um, rematch for him. That's such a good point, mate. I think they're going to give the rock to Ajay a lot in this game because he's going to want to pound Miami after how that went down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think when you think about that more, actually, mm. I'm like, yeah, this is this is going to be JJ. Uh, I put JJ trains coming in my, back in my daily fantasy. There you go, in the Paddy Power fantasy league. Well, the only thing is Jordan Howard limited in practice, but mm. might come back. You have got Sanders there as well. Yeah. The problem with the Eagles, they can't catch the football, um, which I'm sure they're practicing in training. Literally uh, can't get. <laughs> which um, they must be. Zach Ertz is their uh, yeah. biggest offensive weapon. Uh, Dallas got out last week um, in that loss to the Seahawks. Fumbled the ball yeah. very near the the uh, goal line. Um, I, I think the Eagles are going to get this win. Um, moving forward for the for the Dolphins offensively, they've only got Devontae Parker and Alan Hearns as their wide receivers. So the lad called Isaiah Ford is going to get promoted. I think we all remember him from the uh, round seven two thousand seventeen draft. Um, he's coming up I've from the practice him. squad. I've so got a whole file on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, I think you're the only one. Uh, Virginia Tech's finest. Um, I, I can't wipe the smile off your face. <laughs> Ready? If you put out a dossier yeah. and just dumb <laughs> as the paperwork falls on, <laughs> file this by tomorrow, Tom. Isaiah Ford files. No pass protection. Uh, good luck, Fitz, with this one. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Bucks at the Jags. Two teams whose playoffs uh, ambitions are done. Both four and seven. So barring something extraordinary happening, they are uh, they are done for the season in that respect. And the Jags, of course, blown away as we said earlier on by the Titans. So really miserable old time for them after it looked at one stage they'd uh, they'd managed to get themselves right back in that really competitive AFC South. They've been on the wrong streak, allowing uh, teams to run all over them. We've mentioned Derek Henry, Mollen Mack had done it before as well. Um, I can't really call this one particularly clearly. The Bucks are going to lay on a lot of points, but they've got a suspect defense. It's in Jacksonville. Foles will want to put up some kind of credible performances. He's come back. He hasn't really done that. I'm so, worth the money. Yeah, right. well, right. I reckon... Uh, I reckon we've got to rattle through this. So I'm saying Bucks get the road win. Uh, I would agree with you. Uh, both teams are terrible at protecting the quarterback um, in terms of sacks. Uh, I want another touchdown for Vita V. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every week. Uh, every week. It's got to be. Um, look, he's around uh, one pick. Uh, he's, he's doing the business. I think... Has he scored more touchdowns than Odell Beckham? <laughs> He's good as many. No, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Quiz question. There we go. Um, Who are you picking? Uh, I'm, I'm picking um, No Risk It, No Biscuit, Bruce Arians. Uh, he's hired to coach one player. That's James Winston. And he turns up and gets this. However, yeah. uh, 100 uh, turnovers in 67 games uh, for James Winston is a, a phenomenal stat, which you look at this. And th- I'd, put, I'd put money, not that I have any, all on. Uh, James Winston, interception, or yes. definitely a fumble turnover. <laughs> okay, two more. Give me a winner and a line as to why. Rams at the Cardinals. Uh, Rams at Cardinals. Uh, well, I mean, Rams are paying Goff far too much money, and that's too much weight on his shoulders. I reckon the Cardinals get this win. Cliff Kingsbury, they're an exciting team. I don't think their 3-7-1 and one mm. gives them uh, respect and, and justice. Kirk's looking good as a wide receiver. Cooper, mm. Fitzgerald's still got it. Uh Todd Gurley can't run with the football as well as he can. I think this Rams team uh, sucks right now. Oh, six and five. Uh, do you reckon they get a six and six? I, I like the Rams. I, I'll beg to differ with you there. I think they get the robot to keep it going. 
Why? 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 One one point on that because because I, I, the Rams just don't look like it's it's moving along in terms of in terms of any confidence that I they think have. That look, we have talked a lot about how that line has changed and how that has affected the offense significantly this season. I don't think it's become a bad offense out and out. And I think McVeigh knows the season's on the line. I think he will scheme and put a, a game plan together that will do just enough to get the road win here. And I think, I don't, I'm still not sure if they make the playoffs, but I think they get the win against the Cardinals because I think McVeigh knows everything was on the line and I think he will get a performance out of his players. Uh, the final one is the Redskins Panthers. Uh, yes, and, 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 and In Carolina. Yeah, and, and we've got the Chargers against Denver Broncos as oh, well. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. So, because I'm getting the, Harry's giving me a kind of combination of menacing looks and the wind up signal. So I reckon pick those w- one point on each and why you think they're going to win. Uh, I feel like the Chargers are going to get the win against the Broncos. Uh, as long as they remember how to run the football and don't ask Rivers to drop back and throw interceptions, I think the Chargers will get that win. Sounds like a decent game plan. It's in Denver. A tough one. Tough Ooh, one. I reckon, I reckon they get the road win as well. Okay. And the Panthers? Uh, surely. Surely the Panthers, um, because I tell you what, no matter what happens in this result, uh, Ron Rivera is out. The whole team is, the whole rust, everything's going to be changing there, in my humble Pickle. opinion. But I feel like they, they will pick up. Ending on a bombshell. Tom Dickey, you started strongly with the flashing lights on the jumper. You ended on everything's changing in Carolina. I don't know quite what to, to make of that. I need to go and sit hey, and ponder that statement. I feel like it's good just to just to end nicely on that. It's a classic stand-up, right? Leave him <laughs> wanting more. Um, great stuff. Tom Dickey Comedy is how you follow Tom on all social media, I guess, not just Twitter. Yeah, um, I, I mix things up on Twitter, Tom H. Deacon, because, oh, nice. um, you know, the H is important, yeah. and then Tom Deacon Comedy on Instagram. But it's a, it's a pleasure to be here and chat, and, and I know that a lot of NFL fans, it, this is the exciting period uh, and the crying period for a lot of teams. Big time. A lot will get sorted out in December. A lot will get sorted out this weekend. Look after yourself, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Fine work from Deeks. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, the OG back tomorrow for some daily fantasy stylings fantasy.paddypower.com forward slash league forward slash Nat Coombe show is how you get involved with our listener league get uh, a team in for free and you could end up winning cash prizes we're back Monday of course reacting to all the key action from the weekend also going to be joined by Jacob Barner who you might have heard of has just set a Guinness world record for visiting 32 all 32 NFL teams in a record 84 days. He's been a busy man, but not too busy to talk to us. So Jacob will be on the show on Monday. Looking forward to catching up with him. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.